everyone and welcome to Fancy Football Wives episode four of season two. I am Anya, lifelong Spurs fan, married to an Arsenal fan. And I'm Sarah, a City fan, married to a United fan and former fantasy football player. No, Sarah, don't spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm out. Our listeners don't know what's happened, you know. Well, they do. They follow Twitter or have had a look at the league. Can they even find me in our league? Well, look, we've been here before. I've been here before. You've been here before. Last season, you were 100 points behind me. You caught up and beat me. You can definitely do it again. That's all all we care about, surely. I've I've never been in the millions, (laughs) Anya. Well, um, other other great people, uh, sorry, other great scores uh, this week were, were Spurs uh, crashing out to Colchester in the Carabao Cup matches. Did you see that? Excellent work, Colchester. Oh, my God. Did you see they also beat Crystal Palace? So to get through to the next round, they've now beaten two Premier League teams. So I, I think I'm going to be rooting for them moving forward. Anyway, I went to school in Colchester, so I'm basically a supporter already. Now, Sarah, we have got some fun <laughs> stuff coming up. We've got your birthday coming up on Saturday. Yay! And you know what I've got you for your birthday present, don't you? Spurs ticket. Yeah! <laughs> Listeners, we are going to the new White Hart Lane. We will be there Tuesday, October the 22nd, watching the massive Champions League match Tottenham Hotspur versus Red Star Belgrade. And Sarah has sworn she will not be supporting Spurs. She will be she will be supporting those Serbs. Can I heckle? Can I heckle Kane? We're quite high up. You can probably you can probably heckle. <laughs> no one will really. I might not please everyone around us. But Anya, instead, what I really want for my birthday present is the world's fastest beer. Yeah, me too. I want that as well. So we'll both. <laughs> Last time I went to White Hart Lane, I'd I'd got the numbers of the seats completely mixed up, and so I had to sprint from one block to another. So I never got to go to the bar. But now, what better excuse? Your birthday. I could do to be honest, stay in the bar and not watch the game. <laughs> but you'll miss all the girls, all the girls. Oh. Right. Well, uh, that's going to be in a couple of weeks. We'll definitely live stream that. Uh, we've got something else exciting and uh, for, for this week's episode uh, and actually future episodes. We are introducing a new segment, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we think you'll like it, and in particular, some individuals will like it. But if that wasn't good enough... We've got a great guest on tonight. Sarah, we've got another Palace fan on. It's mental. Where do they all come from? They're like they're like buses. We've never had one. <laughs> two in a row. Uh, all the way from Alberta, Canada, we have Mr. Ian Wilson, who's also known as at Fantasium PL. And he won our league last year. And he will be giving us tips on what's helped him win in the past and what we should be doing for the upcoming game weeks. But before we get into all of that, it's Good Week, Bad Week. So kicking off good week, bad week. Um, it was a good week for three players that I do not have on my team anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only three players to return each match. <laughs> Obama Young, formerly on my team. Aguero, I told everyone not to put him on their team. And Callum Wilson, also formerly on my team. Um, and, but Annie, they're not on yours either. So uh, is this what is keeping us out of uh, the top 10 or even the top million? 
I don't know. I really want to get Aguero on. I think if there's one player to have on your team, it needs to be Sergio Aguero. He's got 55 points. He is leading the fantasy football uh, players league. But I picked the wrong Bournemouth uh, forward. I've got Joshua King instead of Callum Wilson. So I was kind of there. But yeah, I'm surprised. You've got rid of Obama Yang. Why? We'll, we'll discuss that later. Right. Next up in good week, and they're hardly ever in good week, we've got to give a shout out to the West Ham defenders and in particular, the five million goalkeeper Fabianski. They are the only team to have got three clean sheets in a row, although the irony is that they just lost 4-0 to Oxford in the Carabao Cup. (laughs) But Premier League wise, it's been great. And Fabianski has got 25 points for the last three game weeks against Norwich, Villa and Manu. So their fixtures look okay for the next few weeks. So I think they might be a good team to look at for a defender Sarah yeah and I might need to this whole Liverpool triple at the back or uh you know um get three Liverpool three City just doesn't seem to be working so (laughs) I might I might look elsewhere final good week is for everyone who wasn't me who had lucky bench transfers and vice captains so many people were caught out by Sterling and Zinchenko not playing thanks Pep Roulette um, but that meant that KDB took the captaincy armband for many and Sheffield United's Lindstrom came in off the bench. Um, it's a really good reminder of having a good bench and vice-captain. I didn't even do my vice-captain this week. Um, and actually, KDB is now the second most owned um, fantasy football player with a 40.3% ownership. No, so Sarah, we had this chat earlier on off the record, but you are right. He's not the second. He's the third most owned. Because Van Dyke. Yeah, is the is the most owned. Player. Oh my goodness. We had to re-record the podcast everywhere, everyone, because we lost a bit of recording. And uh I was sure Van Dyke was number one and Anya said he wasn't. And no, he, he is by quite again. some mileage. He is, isn't he? I know, I've looked at it. 48%. And he has been pretty... since the beginning as well. And then who is it? Uh, uh, Pookie. Yeah. Who you have? Who I now have. So on to bad week. <laughs> and you know what? I just left this line in from last episode's notes. It was a bad week for anyone who captained Sterling. Hello. A disaster. Me. <laughs> A total no-show. Currently the most transferred out player. Nearly 300,000 fantasy football managers think there's no point in having him anymore. Well, that's Which silly. surprises me. Yeah. So you captained him mm-hmm. and then had Pookie as vice. Mm-hmm. Are you going to keep him? What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely going to keep him. That is so silly for everyone to transfer him out. He, he will be back this week and he'll be scoring and assisting. Hopefully, maybe this becomes my competitive advantage then. Yes. Sterling is my differential. (laughs) (laughs) Who will you not be having uh, anyone from? Which team? Well, uh, um, probably Watford. Yeah, it was an atrocious week for them, wasn't it? I mean, atrocious week for some, amazing weeks for others. I watched, obviously, Watford um, being beaten in the FA Cup final and I was actually meant to go on Saturday um but um my dad can't go in the end um I don't know those kind of games it's great but then it's also a bit not boring but like boring (laughs) it's not boring but if you're putting that many goals in the net it's not that thrilling it's just oh and here's another one um and it becomes like a a bit of a um what's it called not uh, like a 
demonstration match or whatever it is. Um, sorry, Watford fans. I'm sure it wasn't boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was just was rather miserable. But I mean, I did tweet. How could someone who supports City manage to get uh, zero points from a game in which their team scored eight nil? Unlucky. Unlucky. <laughs> now a couple of people got. A couple of other people got quite unlucky, uh, and I'm not sure how much our listeners have heard about this, but there was a bout of hackings of accounts this week, and it were and they were targeting fancy football content providers. So there was quite a lot of drama, particularly on Sunday, as teams just seemed to disappear, and there were holes in leagues. Uh, there was an official statement that came out from Fancy Premier League, um, and it also made the news. <laughs> so uh, apparently only three Fancy Premier League accounts got hacked uh, by a malicious third party. I got the impression it was more than that. Um, fortunately, all of the teams have been reinstated, uh, and there was a big uh, there was a big shout out on Twitter for everyone to check their password security. But what is the point? Yeah, what is the point? Some people have really got nothing to do. and Oh, it's just stupid. Hopefully it won't bother again because it didn't really achieve anything, what's... did it? No, but what's so funny is that in our Fancy Football Content Providers League, Jeff, wrote, uh, who, who, who runs it, wrote a message the next day going, I'm missing these teams and it was like three teams uh, and he's like and one of them was yours and I was like no no <laughs> she, she's still there she's just right at, at the bottom <laughs> she's just disappeared into the depths of the league I was like no scroll down scroll down <laughs> keep scrolling keep scrolling <laughs> Um, well, without spoiling it too much, we're going to go on to part two and tell you what the latest situation is between Sarah and I, and of course, what's been going on, what we'll be doing for the upcoming two game weeks, uh, as well as introduce our next new segment. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Part two, Anya versus Sarah. Last time we spoke, it was 3-1 to Sarah, and now... Dun, dun, dun. It's three all. Ah. <laughs> I was so confident this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if you look, listen back to the previous episode, Sarah's basically telling me to quit already. Uh, yeah, it's three all, and I've gained a 40 point lead. I've actually jumped from 2.5 million to 1.5 million. And Sarah, you've gone from 1.2 million to <laughs> 3.7 million. What the hell happened? And I haven't even broken the 300 points barrier. And but I've just got one thing to say. There does seem to be one person I'm still above. My husband. Your husband. <laughs> He's the only he really person tries. I feel better. <laughs> he really tries. And I said to him, I told you to get David Silva. I told you. Just ignores me. He's the only um, anyway, what happened? Well, what happened was I thought I would try something new, try something a bit crazy. And I let someone at work just do my team for me and do my transfers. Oh, I think that should be illegal, actually. Well, I think it also should be illegal. Also. Because <laughs> it's also to be illegal. If, if you'd done really well, would you have told me something? No, 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 no. 
I was like, oh no, well this is cheat. You're a cheater. No, it was more You're like a. That is unlawful, no, Sarah. I, Capital I, letters. I actually, unlawful. The person, this person in question is a Villa fan, right? So I was not thinking he was the most <laughs> knowledgeable about football. He's going to listen to this and kill me. I. He had some good opinions. I was like, you know what? Let's roll the dice. Let's just be a bit crazy and just let someone else take control. And I'll just do, I'll just do whatever he says. He, he changed around and he did it all. And then I just pressed save. Um, and what he did for me um, was remove um, Kevin De Bruyne um, and Obama Yang. <laughs> To bring in Salah and Pookie. Um, and, yeah, I've had vice-captain set on um, KDB all season. So I would have had him as vice-captain. I might have even have captained him if he had been on my team. Um, <laughs> and this all came from a suggestion that I just felt, despite everything also that I've ever said, that I should have Salah, either Salah or Mane on my team. And you have Mane, so I was like, I'm going to have Salah. And yeah, this, you know, this pooky bandwagon. Well, it's happened before. When I've jumped on a bandwagon, I've wrecked it for everyone else. So (laughs) so there we go. Um, And I didn't even check my vice-captain because I probably would have made Salah vice-captain. I didn't have captain or vice-captain on Salah or Rashford. Um, Sarah, if I could give minus points, I would, because you cannot have somebody else doing your team. That is cheating. It wasn't done within the spirit. But of I think, I think, I think the twenty-six points <laughs> is punishment enough. <laughs> That's it, everyone. That's it, listeners. That's all she got was twenty-six points, oh, God. and no more tinkering from outsiders well, on no, your team. I won't, because I've learned a lesson. I, I do have. seem to actually now, know something maybe more than others. I don't know. This person does swear so, to me that this will be long-term game. Um, but mm, but mm, let's see. So if there was somebody else tinkering your team, I would strongly recommend it to be our league leader, <laughs> who is still Lydia Clements. She's on 420 points. She captained Aguero, and I'm guessing she had Villas McGinn come on with 10 points. He scored against Arsenal uh, instead of Sterling, because I saw Sterling went to the bench. So I wonder whether she'll be keeping the City midfielder for this game week. But yeah, I have tried to find her on Twitter and Facebook, and unfortunately, there are lots of Lydia Clements. So if you are listening, Lydia, please get in touch. We would love to have you on. And also, anyone listening... We're at 198 Mm. people in our league. We've got only two more to hit 200. So share away because we'd love to be over 200 people. So quick chat about what we're going to do for the upcoming game week and who we're going to captain. I I, I don't think I'm going to, despite what happened this week, I think it was a lot of bad luck. Um, So I'm not going to change my team. I'm going to keep it as it is. And I'm going to captain Sterling and hate for the best. Right. So I have got a major issue, which is I've got Lucas Mora in my team still, and he is just not getting the game time. And even though I think he's a great player, I need to switch him out. And I desperately want to bring Son in because I watch all the Spurs matches. He, This guy is going to get points. So I need to bring him in. 
but it means that I'm probably going to have to get rid of Harry Kane. And even though he has scored and assisted, oh, I, I'd rather kind he of, kept Harry Kane. <laughs> he's got, he's got to go. He's got to go. So I'm just debating: who do I bring in? Do I bring in Pookie Bandwagon? Or do I bring in someone else like Callum Wilson? But basically, I won't be able to afford a premium forward. But is that an issue right now? I don't know. I've got Tammy Abraham. He's currently got the captain armband uh, for the match against Brighton. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy about him and Mount. I think they play really well. And the vice captain is on De Bruyne again, like it's been for so many matches. Actually, weirdly enough, if I'd captained De Bruyne, I'd be well ahead. Can you ahead say his name probably, On all the matches. because uh, no, that just defeats the, the whole point of this game. Now, we, uh, we've got, we're going to introduce a new segment, aren't we? Uh, yep. Sarah, do you want to announce the new segment? <laughs> well, we seem to do this anyway every week. <laughs> on our podcast in one way or another so why not have a segment about it so introducing our new segment Anya apologizes and Sarah says sorry yes everyone (laughs) it's to everyone that we've given incorrect advice to and it has cost them points uh first up well actually uh Momo who we're sorry Momo you asked us Vardy or Son we both said Vardy I think your your uh, quote, Sarah, was Son does nothing, especially when Kane is on the pitch. <laughs> Momo, if you chose Vardy instead of Son. I said Vardy. I'm sure I chose Vardy. Well, I know. Oh, no, we did recommend. Oh, that's I the point. I got it. <laughs> that's the whole point, which is Momo, if you chose Vardy, that decision cost you 17 points because over the last two game weeks... <laughs> Vardy has got four and Son has got 21. So I, This is certainly a segment that no other fantasy football so podcast I, has. I apologise. <laughs> and Sarah? Oh, my, my Sarah saying sorry this week is to anyone that listened to my hunch that Palace would, would win against Spurs and, um, you know, back Palace because they, yeah, Lost 4-0. Now, I actually called 4-0, uh, but I also called Kane hat-trick, but I did call 4-0. So maybe... I think I also called 4-0, just the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> so we've got a couple of questions in our uh, Fancy Football Wives mailbag. Um, first up from FPL Michelle. Uh, she's saying, she's asking us, who would you rather invite round for dinner? Mendy for the Bants, Kante, because he's supposed to be lovely, or Ericsson to find out what happened with his transfer this summer? Mendy. Of course you'd see a Mendy. Now, uh, I would have said Ericsson, but I'm annoyed with him. So now I'm going to say Kante, even though he's played with Chelsea. <laughs> but I'd rather have a lovely, lovely player. And I could probably speak French with him instead of Why Ericsson. Why would you have Mendy? You could also speak French with Mendy if that's high in your list of criteria. Because I want and to... he's funny. Because you've got him at round yours for dinner, so he's already uh, engaged. He can't go around to yours. Uh, Basically, as much as I used to love Ericsson, and for me, he was the heart of the Spurs team, I'm really annoyed about what he did. So he is NFI'd. He's he's dead to you now. Yeah. So on another non-FPL related track, she wants to know what our favourite snack beverage is whilst watching footy. (laughs) I'm really delving into the deep recesses of your personal lives. (laughs) Um, Is this this live or... uh... I, actually, I'm just going to answer it live. I have a bit of a routine um, when I go to the football. 
that I like to have um, at halftime. I like to have a hot chocolate and some chips. At the Etihad? At the Etihad. Hot chocolate and chips. The chips at the Etihad are amazing. What do you They're eat? such good chips. What do you snack on whilst you're at home? I don't know. I'm a really big snacker at home. I often just have whatever my husband's prepared. Uh, and usually wine instead of beer. Because I tend to watch the match. When we tend to watch the matches here, it is like, you know, that 5.30 kickoff. It's 6.30 or whatever it is. So it was just later on in the day for me. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't at home. But, yeah, when I'm there, I'll drink beer but have a hot chocolate at halftime and, um, well, a hot chocolate ready for the second half and some chips. Right, okay. Another thing <laughs> to remember for when we go to the new White Hart Lane. Uh, questions well, I don't for- know. I don't know if your hot chocolate's any good. City's hot chocolate's very good. <laughs> well, I will be able to pour two pints in the space of a second, so. <laughs> Might just have pints. So at FPL Connect, he asked us, who or what got you into playing FPL? Why do you keep playing it? Don't what, know. What changes, <laughs> if any, would you like to see made to it? Oh, so you have, he'd like some feedback. <laughs> so I I got started playing FPL. Like the first time I ever played it, actually was with my dad but way back when you know he would do I would do like the pools with him and then um we do the football teams and send them in you'd have to post them and so it's a bit old school and then I had a big break and then I started playing again just a few years ago after I I got into championship manager um but then didn't have the time anymore to do championship manager when I had children. So did FPL instead because it was a, a lighter way to kind of combine or play a game around football. Mm. So there you go. That's it. So I got into it because I'm, as you know, married to an Arsenal fan. And was this was in the olden days when Arsenal used to be better than Spurs. Um, but I was getting pissed off that Arsenal kept finishing above Spurs and Nick was playing fancy football and I was like, right, well, I'm going to join. And basically, since I've joined, I've beaten him every single season. And in fact, in my Geneva <laughs> group, I've beaten the boys oh, God, I'm, every even single I'm season. Even I'm beating him. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, he used to be much better. But uh, now it's like a bit of a thing, which is I always, I beat the boys in my in my group. So, why do I keep playing it? Well, we've got a podcast now. So... <laughs> And it's a nice way for you and I to stay connected because when we're living in different countries and we don't work together, you know, the only time we get to chat really is every two weeks at 7pm. So what changes? I remember you coming up with something last year, which I thought was really good, about having one game week where you had a free hit and basically you could have whoever you wanted regardless of the budget. Yeah, no budget and no budget week. You know what, Anya, I can't take credit for that. Oh, was it that was Will Rose. It was no, it was Will Rose, our second guest, first guest, second guest ever. Um, but I think that's a really good shout. But you second the idea. I just think the idea. Be, I think it'd be great to have like live, like how you're how you're how you're doing ranking wise on a live basis. That would be really good. Yeah. Do you know the thing though with the no budget is surely everyone would just play the same team. No, like the they wouldn't. Best players. Like, 
Why would you put a Why would you put a rubbish player in it? Like the skill level would reduce in that week because you would just fill it with. Because it's random. It's completely random. Or I guess you still have to have the um the limit per team, but yeah. Yeah, like I mean, like, the other thing I'd like to change is just the FPL app to work a bit better. If anyone's listening, <laughs> it's worse this season than last season. I know, I know, and people are hacking into it. Right, final question. It's from Jeff. Uh, hi, Jeff. Um, his question: Hello, ladies. Would you choose a team without Salah, Mane, or Sterling? Well, no. I've got two of them in my team, so no. And my whole debacle this week was to bring. I felt like Salah or Mane needed to be on my team as well as Sterling. I've got Mane on my team. He's got a yellow triangle next to his name, which means potential injury. So I don't know what to do. But no, Jeff, I do think you need to have one of those three in there just to be safe. Do you not have Sterling? No, I told you that from the very beginning. I told you. I took KDB <laughs> game week one. I had Me Kev. too. I had Kev. <laughs> Me too. Right. Well, Anya, is it time to introduce our guest? Because I think most people tuning in today are wanting to listen to him, not us. Yeah, it is. So all the way from Canada, we will be talking to Mr. Ian Wilson. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to part three, and we are very excited to have our guest, Ian Wilson, join us. Hi, Ian. Hello. Ian, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the pod. You very famously won our league last year, and we still owe you a present. (laughs) I've been told I'm getting one. I know. Uh, this is a good runner-up gift, isn't it? That you get to speak to the two of us. On this <laughs> yeah, no, this, this, this is, I can enjoy this and this will go down in my memories. You know, something like a coffee mug, I would, I would enjoy at times, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't last in my memory quite the same. No, You can listen well, to this over and over and over again. <laughs> so Ian, we can detect an accent. You are Canadian, aren't you? Yes, I. Uh, you don't get the full full Canadian accent today because I do have a bit of a cold. But yes, um, I will probably butcher a lot of pronunciations of players as well. But um, <laughs> join the family. I'm the one technically with the accent because I'm outnumbered. Well, Ian, you were you you live in Alberta, right? Yes. I was born in Alberta, Canada. Ooh. So actually, Anya, you're outnumbered. Yeah, and you both have <laughs> colds, and yes. <laughs> So I'm really the odd one out. So you're Canadian, but you're playing fantasy football and you're a Palace fan. I think we need a bit more information on this, Ian. Okay, let's let's go back to the year 2013. I am uh, working with uh, an old Scot and a middle-aged Brit <laughs> who decided to start an FPL league in our office. And I knew of David Beckham, Manchester United and... Brazil mostly was kind of my football <laughs> knowledge, so I, I, uh, I joined up and tried to learn quickly, and it took a little while, um, but I got the swing of things, and then about two years ago, um, or about two and a half years ago, I stumbled across a scout cast and kind of started following that, and through some rabbit trails, ended up uh, f- realizing who got the assist was on Twitter, and joined Twitter, and 
it's been significantly better since then. So I have got your stats in front of me. So everyone, in the first season that Ian played, you finished 1.4 millionth. And in the last two seasons, you finished 4,683rd and 4,715th. So well up in the top 0.0001%. That's amazing. And you won our league. Yes. Very, I was, I was always, always happy to win leagues and uh, yeah, no, happy with my season and my consistency and, and yeah, being on Twitter, engaged, getting information from all other people's significantly helped my, my, uh, particularly result. our podcast, I reckon last season, that's probably what helped you. Yeah, that's probably where I got <laughs> most of my advice from. So, but you were a Palace fan. What made you become a Palace fan? Uh, this is a bit of a nerdy reason. Um, joining FPL and not knowing much about the league, I decided I should probably have a favorite team. So I've always been a bit of a rooter for underdogs and uh, Palace had just been promoted that year. So that was a, you know, a plus for them. Um, And also in my schooling, uh, I took a history of technology course, which was incredibly interesting. And we learned about like the Crystal Palace that was, was built for the World's Fair. And it was I forget the exact details, but it was one of the first prefabricated buildings and it took about, uh, I don't know, a year or nine, I think construction was about nine months and it was about a year and a half from sort of, hey, we should build this to it was open. So it was sort of like a bit of an engineering feat that was quite interesting and, you know, they seemed like an underdog and a good team and it it worked out well because I actually have a family friend who I found out afterwards has been a a lifelong palace fan so we we can commiserate and celebrate together that's and they've and they've stuck in the Premier League since you've chosen them and by the way I think they're trying to rebuild the Crystal Palace so you may get to go and see it one one once it's rebuilt I I would have to get across the pond first, but yes. (laughs) So you have a really specific way that you analyze your teams. I think this is one of the reasons you've got so many questions. You've got a lot of followers on Twitter and you've been very kind uh, enough to send this analysis to both Sarah and I. But do you want to talk us through it a little bit? Uh, sure. It started kind of last season. There was the, was it live FPL or no FPL live site that sort of would do um, your live, you know, in-game rank, like, well, FPL's happening, and they would also have ownership in kind of the top X percent. So I started using that that data a little bit to sort of see, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm 10 points below average, but I still have these two players playing. Like, how will this impact my rank if they do well or poorly? So I thought it was sort of an interesting way of just, it's just a plot of, you know, game week points and ownership. So if I have a, a highly owned player, it doesn't really matter if they do well or do poorly. My rank's going to stay about the same. Whereas if I can have a differential, then that will kind of give me a, a big boost or potentially not. Because if I'm missing, you know, if if I don't own Salah, for example, uh, and he does really well, that's going to hurt me because a lot of people have him. So it's sort of just a way of day-to-day killing time between game between kickoffs, basically, of how is this going to, going to impact my rank mm-hmm. and... So yeah, I just sort of I, I I brought that out of the out of the files, I guess, and and revived it a bit and tweaked it a touch. So now I can kind of look at it a game week, and I'll, I'll give Sarah a bit of a, a rundown of. I think the question was why did why did you do so poorly this week? So I'll give her a rundown. <laughs> well, we can. Oh, you did an analysis. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. It's Oh, I can't wait. So we're going to have to, for our listeners, we're going to have to, uh, what we'll do after the pod is that we'll put the uh, images up and so you can see the analysis done for Sarah's mine and also Ian's team. But, um, yeah, should we f- kick off with the first question? And it was a question from Sarah Batters, our <laughs> the co-host question to you Ian is why did Sarah screw up so badly last week uh well my very detailed analysis uh no I I think a lot of it comes down to bad luck like if you look she owns five of the top six owned players and the only one she doesn't owned own scored 17 points so, you know, you have Dean, Salah, Van Dyke, Pookie, who was your vice captain, and Sterling, who didn't play. Like, those are all, so, you know, well, okay, maybe not Van Dyke. I'm I'm starting to cool off of him a little bit, but they're all solid picks. And if any of those had gone off, you would have had a much better week. But not owning De Bruyne was kind of that. And then Robertson was really the only other player who, act, well, he was really the only player who got points except for Salah. And so, you know, having no sort of air quotes differentials return and the big owned players all sort of blanking was unfortunate, I think, mostly. It was just ridiculous bad luck. And that might have your explanation might have got someone off the hook. Um, you might have saved someone's job. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will say, and so looking at her uh, chart, I, Ian, what would your top tip be for her for this coming game? Yeah, week? how do I save myself? Um, there's a couple. You have like Neves and Rashford are sort of players outside the air quotes Twitter template. Um, you know, someone like Abraham was probably a good pick going forward. The more I look at him, the more I think I want him. So... Um, that might be, no, I, I think don't panic is good advice. Um, and also if your team could score goals in the opposing net, that would probably help you too. <laughs> well, maybe I'll look at bringing, I was going to save my transfers this week, but maybe I'll look at your advice and maybe bring in Tammy Abram, but you have him, don't you? Anya? I do. And I, he's currently got the armband on for the match against Brighton. Ooh. Yeah. So that's who I think I might be going with. Right. On to the next questions. Cause there are so many Ian. Um, right. This one is from you, but I guess it's not from you. Uh, it's from somebody that po- that sent it to you and you posted it. Is that correct? No, no, I just asked myself a question. <laughs> Great guess. Great guess. One of my favorite people ever. What is Ian's weekly routine for FPL? Well, I think that's a good question and people will want to know. Tell us. Okay, so I'll, I'll keep it brief. Sort of, I, I want to sort of be happy with my decisions. Even if they're bad, I want to be happy with them. So kind of the, you know, I sort of follow the game week, see who's scoring goals, look a bit at stuff like that, you know, and then Monday morning boot up podcasts and sort of listen to them as much as I can. And sort of like Monday to Thursday is sort of my brainstorming session and I'll come up with an idea and then I'll hear something and maybe like, Hey, what if I fit this person into my team? Or what if I do that? And I'll sort of mess around. And usually by Thursday or so, sometimes Friday, I'll have kind of an idea of, okay, this is what I want to do. And then, you know, kind of go ahead and do that. And some weeks it, some weeks I'll have an idea on Monday and I'll change it on Tuesday and Wednesday and then I'll come back to it on Thursday or other times I'll be stuck on it all week and 
not change it till Thursday or so, but it's just sort of trying so to you're really So you're really working on it the entire week. I mean, every every day you've got something swirling around in your head. Yes, swirling around in my head for sure. I don't, I'm not always physically looking at it, but it, you know, if I'm washing the dishes or whatever, I'll be listening to something and someone will mention a, a player I hadn't considered and I'll look up and see see their stats at some point and be like, oh, is this worth bringing So you're actively in? So, absorbing a lot of information uh, and it's very specific to FPL. Yes. Okay. This is where maybe we're going wrong, Sarah. You know, <laughs> l- last minute glance at our team, panic, panic moves. Um, Doing my team while we're recording the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst I'm writing the notes. Uh, so um, what's your like best tip then? Uh, if you have one tip for somebody doing fancy football, what would it be? Um, I always like the don't panic tip, but that one's a fairly common one. So um, what I'll go with is be confident with your decisions. Like you're, you're, you're going to score uh, 26 points some week and some weeks you're going to score 87 what do you points. Think, what do you think and of so, our top tip, which is don't play with your heart? Well, it depends because... You support Palace, <laughs> so you don't very often have any Palace players in there. No, I am I am fortunately removed enough from uh, from football itself that I'm not... My heart is not that set on it. Like, I, I'm very much like winning more than supporting the team that I've supported for seven years or <laughs> eight years. Um, so, no, I think just sort of looking at, okay, if I bring this player in and they blank or they return, how does that make me feel? If I don't bring this player in and they blank or they return, how does that make me feel? And sort of using that to guide your decisions and say, if if I do this risky tran, if I do this risky transfer and it fails, am I going to beat myself up or am I just going to be like, well, I tried it, maybe next week it'll work out. And kind of use that to sort of guide your decisions and, and adjust your strategy to sort of support how you like to play. Yeah, so the data to back up the gut feeling, which will then like have consequences on, on how you actually feel, if it does well or badly. Well, with that in mind, should we go on to the first question that isn't from you and it isn't from Sarah? <laughs> so it's sure. from at DJ Newton. Uh, his question is, is Pereira worth a move if somebody is seeking a replacement for Digne? Uh, and his tenden- he's, he's saying basically his tendency is to go cheaper, but less to have great fixtures. So what do you think about Pereira? Um, first of all, I think Leicester look good. They're definitely someone on my radar of they seem they seem to be conceding few goals and few chances, um, and definitely someone I'm looking at. As for Pereira himself, I worry that he hasn't been as attacking as last year. And when you're paying, is it six million for him? You want someone who is gonna be getting assists and goals. And I'm it's a small sample size, so I'm hard hard to know for sure, but I will keep Pereira on your radar because if he starts getting involved in the attack, that could be a really okay. good place to go. Right, on to the next question from FPL Bus. Uh, Sarah, you'll enjoy this question. Is Pepe ready to be an FPL asset just in time for Arsenal's nice upcoming fixtures? So I don't know if you heard earlier on this season, but Sarah, <laughs> very famously, she, was, she, she said that uh, Pepe, 
they had scored 300 gold last, <laughs> last season in France. Uh, that my husband yes, I did told me that. that. <laughs> so, so Pepe is her kind of secret FPL asset. So, um, what what do you think about him? Um, my answer to the question of is he going to become an asset is I hope so because I brought him in last mm. week. Oh, good timing! Um, I hope so. Uh, it's there's sort of two things at play. One is I'm starting to, you know, some of the analysis done by all sorts of people like FPL review and, and math safe F- FPL. Um, there's a lot of sort of looking at underlying stats and trying to sort of predict outcomes to some extent. And even, even uh, you know, the foot fantasy football scout goals imminent table, for example, um, there's definitely, uh, there's a, there's a desire to sort of find the players who are going to score before they score instead of jumping on the players after they score. And so looking at, Pepe's numbers, he is either a player who's been unlucky and should be scoring more points, or he's a player who hasn't adjusted Premier League and is not going to get any points for a while and is going to be under. So we might see him returning next season rather than this season whilst he's adjusting. But you've brought him in, so you Um, think he's just been unlucky and he's about to start scoring. Uh, That's what I'm betting on i guess um i do have my wild card in my pocket i'm looking to play that in about three weeks or so so it kind of gave me a a good out of if he started returning i would benefit and if he didn't do anything i could ship him on my wild card and not have to worry about you know using a number of transfers okay that's interesting you've already planned when you're going to use your wild card rather than we go oh screw this it's really bad i'm going to wild card (laughs) Well, talking of wild cards, with the next questions from at Usman Jafar Rumor, he's on his wild card and he's pondering on whether to add David Silva into his team. What do you think? I don't think that's a bad decision. Um, <laughs> that's a very Canadian way of answering, isn't it? Very diplomatic. Well, I, right now, like every, all of the attackers from Manchester City are just like blowing up like they're especially sterling last week right sarah (laughs) so you think any of the silvers any of the any of the city attackers yeah i think with mares and and david or david silver whoever d silva or dilva some people would call um (laughs) i think there's a bit of a rotation risk with them of if they don't start they're probably going to play you know 20 minutes, which they could get a return or they could get one point. So I think there's a bit of a risk with that. But that being said, if you could afford triple city attackers when you otherwise wouldn't have been able to because you get a couple in that lower price range, that might be a a big boost as well. So yeah, I think they're definitely worth considering. I think the, the sort of warning I would give is I expect all of them to start getting less points at some point. It may not be significantly less points, but the the sort of the trend they're on right now is not sustainable for 38 weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, leading on from that, there's a question from Alexander Wilson. Mad to go without Salah and Sterling or are Firmino and Aguero enough to cover them perhaps? So um, I think this leads on nicely because you're talking about the attacking players rotating. But if there is one attacking player that you would stick with, would it be Aguero? Um, my 
advice, which again is my advice. It may not be correct. Um, I would say get Kevin De Bruyne and get one of Sterling or Aguero. And I think depending on sort of how you want to shape your team, that'll work. Um, as for Mad going without Salah, I don't think so, mostly because I haven't had Salah all season. Um, <laughs> I haven't been the uh, um, a prime example of a good team, though, necessarily, being just outside a million right now. Um, but I think that um, Salah and Mane especially are like sort of doing their season average right now, right? They're, they're getting points at sort of a rate that makes sense that they'll continue mostly that way throughout the season. So they're, they're definitely good assets to have. They're not as explosive as Manchester city right now. And there's definitely an argument for sort of jumping on that while it's hot, um, but not being afraid to sort of come back down. So I think there's given their prices, they're, there's a very good argument for it, and it's not necessarily a essential or a void, but a you can work. And Firmino is looking like a good asset so far as well, kind of in a bit of a cheaper price bracket. Yeah, I am debating whether to bring in Firmino, actually. Well, final question is from at Filthy Casuals FC, and it's about captaincy options for game week seven. And he's saying, would you play safe with the 12 million boys or would you try and steal a march with a left field option? Uh, my general approach is to not go crazy. And again, it comes back to my how will I feel if this goes well or poorly? And if I try to outthink myself and, and do the unexpected and it fails miserably, I'm going to beat myself up. Um, but that said, my first season I finished well and just under the 5K. It was game week 37, and I did sort of a last-minute change from Sterling to Aubameyang, who had been in the league for about two months at that point. Um, and he went off and got about four goals that week and wow. single-handedly brought me up about 5,000 overall rank. So, which doesn't sound like a lot, lot, but it sort of halved it of where I was. So um, there is definitely something to be said for it. And someone like Abraham, I think, would be the best option right now. But again, if, you, if, if it fails and Sterling and Salah and Aguero all get returns, how are you going to feel? Or if it succeeds or just sort of, do the little matrix and see how you would feel and help that kind of guide your decision. Okay. So who are you captaining this week, Ian? Well, I've made it easy for myself. Um, the only premium, well, the only premium player I have is Sterling and De Bruyne now and Pepe technically, but Sterling seems like the no brainer in my team. Um, if I had a Guero as well, I would struggle to decide between them. Mm -hmm. um, and if I had Salah, and Abraham, that would make it even more complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sort of a last season Everton were good against big six sides, and this season they just look bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there, and it's a bit of a risk. But, um, yeah, I think I think this week there's lots of good options. And, and if you want to play it safe and go Sterling because everyone else is, that's fine. Otherwise, But if you want to pick anyone else, there's lots of great options, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sarah, um, have you got any questions that you want to ask our data person before we go on to our fun fact? 
Well, no, I, I, I feel like I've got all I need. I'm going to Captain Sterling. I'm going to bring on Tammy Abraham. And you know what? You've managed to um, redeem the person who changed my team because uh, he just texted me going, oh, my God, I can't believe such bad luck with your team. And I was like, mm, is it bad luck? But there you go. You're a real expert and you say it's bad luck. So hopefully I will redeem myself and think of the long-term game. But, but thank you so much um, for answering all these questions. Anna, it's really nice to have a real expert. I know. That, I mean, I just realised just how, uh, how lucky I think I've been in the past at doing well because I, did not, not, I do not spend that much time looking at the stats. I mean, there is something to be said about gut feeling. I know you touched on it, um, Ian, in a slightly different way, but there is definitely something about going, oh, I've got a punt, I just have a feeling. And when it plays off, there's really very little that you can base that on except for, oh, something was telling me. A bit like with your Obama-Yang move in game week 37. Yeah, and, and the other thing too is I I played like... I played football or soccer as we call it here when I was like a kid and a little bit kind of in high school for fun, but I don't really know the strategy. I like, I hear people talking about, Oh, he's playing a number nine or a number 10. And I know that somewhere up near the front, but I don't know exactly (laughs) where. So I'm at a bit of a disadvantage where I don't watch much football on the weekend or any. And even if when I do, I don't necessarily know what it means to watch it. So I sort of have to spend a little extra time to kind of, make up for my lack of knowledge of the league itself. Yeah, so maybe you're looking at it, yeah, objectively, which is why the heart comment doesn't apply to you. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's maybe the the ultimate answer on the whole thing is that definitely play with your head and not your heart. How do you feel about this season, though? Because you're not topping our league at the moment, are you, Ian? No, I very fortunately had a good week this week. Um, before that, it was, I, I actually got a 2.6 million overall rank, uh, green arrow this week. I was, I went into last week just above 2.7 million. Um, and I pulled out an 87 minus four this week. So I think it's really interesting because a lot of the kind of bandwagon picks are doing well, like Pookie got a goal and then got a hat trick and then kept scoring for a couple games. And there's a lot of these players that are becoming very popular and continuing their form. And I really like, I really dislike beginning and end of the season because there's so little data. And so I like sort of long-term give me 10 weeks of data and make me pick a team for 10 weeks. And I'll do, I'll feel a lot better about it. Cause I, I feel like the sort of statistical anomalies will get out of the way, but no, it's a, I don't know. I haven't given up on big at the back yet, but it's getting harder and harder and we'll see. We'll see what comes in the next couple of weeks and, and then we'll build a strategy from well, there. Talking about big at the back or just big numbers in general, our fun fact is off the back of the fact that Man City scored eight goals in that whopping match, 8-0. Oh. So are you ready, Ian? Do you know how this works? I'm hoping it's going to be a number between 0 and 10 that's going to increase my odds. Of so, right. yes. So I have a couple of questions because I, I went down a rabbit hole uh, when I was like, oh, most goals. Most goals before this time. Most goals in this within this month of minutes. So I've got a couple of questions. First one is, what is the highest scoring Premier League match? So how many goals were scored? 
in one single Premier League wow. match. Is it for yeah. both teams? So within the match. Okay. 18. Um, All right, Sarah, you say 18. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was thinking 17, oh, but I don't want to price is right, you. So I'll go with uh, 14. So it's actually 11. Bit of an anti-climax. Okay. That was, ah. that was Portsmouth Reading. Do either of you want to hazard a guess as to what the score was? Was it 10-1? Sarah? You can, you can hear me doing maths in my head. 8-3. <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven four to Portsmouth. Oh, close. Um, and, yeah, only uh, two other teams have scored nine goals. Uh, in Premier League. One of them was Manu uh, versus Ip- Ipswich. That was 9-0. And then Spurs beat Wigan, 9-1. Now, I saw quite a funny tweet uh, at the weekend when City had scored five goals, I think, in 16 minutes. Uh, someone, I think it was like Man City uh, Football Club, had tweeted, is there... Um, is this going to be a record for the fastest amount of goals, or sorry, for the fastest five goals scored in 16 minutes? And Bayern Munich responded saying no, and they responded with the record for what is the fastest time for five goals scored. So Robert Lewandowski came off the bench uh, in his match and he scored five goals in how many seconds? Oh, seconds. Um. I'm not sorry, seconds. In how many... Sorry, I'll say say that again. So Robert Lewandowski came off the bench in a Bundesliga match against Wolfsburg and he scored five goals in how many minutes? I feel like I saw that tweet and I can't remember the number. Well, clue, it's less than 16. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's good. Um, Twelve. I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut it in half oh, and go with very eight. close. He scored five goals in nine minutes. It was actually eight minutes and fifty nine seconds. And not only did he get the world record for that, along with the world record for the fastest four goals, which was five minutes and forty two seconds, and the world record for a fastest hat trick in the German Bundesliga, which was three minutes and twenty two seconds, he also got a record for the most scored most goals scored by a substitute. So he picked up four world records for those five goals in nine minutes. And I did think it was very quick of Bayern Munich to respond to Man City's, you know, triumph of, oh, can we think of a time when anyone scored five goals quicker? And they just wrote back, yeah, Lewandowski in nine minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ian, thank you so much for coming on the pod and sharing all your wisdom. Uh, I think we need a lot. We need to be studying up a lot more, Sarah, to catch up with Ian. I know. And, you know, I work in data. (laughs) I I, want to get my graph on now. I know. I knew you'd like Ian's yeah, graph when got he me sent thinking. it. I sent I sent him a message. I was like, you need to send this to Sarah. I know. I need to work this. I need to get yeah. I need I just need ten weeks of data. That's it. That's it. Ten weeks of data. <laughs> Do you know what is a bit funny at the moment? I don't know if it's because we're so early on in the in the Premier uh, sorry, it was so early on in the season. But um 
the gaps between standings and number of points is really vast. Mm. Do you, are you not finding that, Ian? Like, oh, um, so like you're saying in FPL no, no, or in, in FPL. Premier League? Um, yeah, someone, someone posted like a, like a bell curve basically of all the points and it looked fairly bell curvy. Um, you know, there's, uh, my general rule is if you, if you take the, um, log of your rank basically so the amount of points it takes to get from 100,000 to 10,000 is similar to what it takes to get from 10,000 to 1,000 or 1,100 or 100 to 10 which it starts breaking down our way up there but there's sort of a you know to take a zero off your rank is about as much work regardless Mm. where you are in the table well so there's still so much hope for all three of us (laughs) lots of time well Ian thank you again Thank you again for calling in from Canada and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you go up those ranks in our league. Yes. And yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been fun and and hopefully this increases your (laughs) listenership and doesn't decrease Do you you still need a fancy football wives mug is the real question. Yes. (laughs) Or fridge magnet. I I would love one. Or bridge, yeah, like I, I understand postage to Canada is, is not necessarily cheap, so so I, I'm happy to, we to have fly one or, over to or whatever else. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Ian, thanks it. again, and have a really good game week seven. And yeah, hopefully, speak to you later on in the season. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Oh, and it, it was so good to have an actual guest that knows something, but I, I just combining my love of data and stats <laughs> sounds like you'll want ian wilson on again I uh, do. yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> so um thank you everybody for listening to this episode and for following us and continuing to support us uh if you have any friends or fancy football lovers uh, that want a different type of podcast please tell them about us and uh yeah tweet us your questions comments and if you could take the time and leave us a review. We'd really, really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, everyone. And look forward to talking to you in two weeks. But hopefully, I'll reset the balance and it will be 5-3. Good luck, Sarah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.